atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. This is the broadcast for September the 24th in the year of our Lord 2019. This is our two of two and the goal always to protect life liberty and property and to promote god family and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers yes indeed we use the constitution the supreme law of the land the constitution as our guide the blueprint for liberty is what we like to call it we gotta work hard folks to stand by that standard after all it is the rule of law speaking of that our guest mr jim Clymer, well-known constitutional attorney uh, and he's with the Party of Integrity, Liberty, and Prosperity. TheConstitutionParty.com. Or I guess it's just Constitution Party. That's right. ConstitutionParty.com. Jim Clymer, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Appreciate All right. it. There's so much to talk about. Um, I don't know if you know, but this this little girl, 16 years old, her name is Greta. Um, Thunberg, she literally got the chance to come from Sweden and speak at the United Nations and shout down global world leaders over climate change. She says, you have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. She shouted to world leaders at the United Nations. Um, she says that our society uh, is collapsing. Ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is your financial fairy tales, and, and, and she just absolutely trashes them. She continues and says, people are suffering, people are dying, it's horrible. Nothing but the biggest propaganda piece I've ever seen in my life, Jim. <laughs> well, I didn't see that one, so I'm not familiar with it. But I Well, where a 16-year-old girl is going to get the money, put together an international travel, get together her visa, do all this stuff without someone leading the cause and funding the effort and everything else is zero, first of all. Yeah, well, it's like they used to say out uh, in Kansas that if you're going down the road and you see a turtle on a fence post, you know it didn't get there by itself. And in this case, you know that she didn't get there by herself either. She didn't uh, suck that message out of her own thumb. Well, and even if she could fund it, even if she could organize it, even if she was uh, environmentally driven, as they might want you to believe, uh, who's going to let her speak at the U.N.? I mean, are, are you able to just go speak at the U.N. on your uh, whim there, Jim? <laughs> Hi, my name is Jim Clymer, and I'm with the Constitution Party, and I want you to understand that we got to look at the environment from a constitutional perspective. Would you start out that way? Uh, not a chance that they would <laughs> let me speak. <laughs> and see, that's what I'm talking about. Is it's, it's pure, absolute propaganda. But Donald did a good job in sidestepping this environmental melee, if you will, this dishonest uh, delivery, if you will. And President Trump speaks at the United Nations, calls religious protections moral duty good for president trump he goes on and describes the united states at this united nations meeting as a country founded on religious tenets president trump urged other nations to join him in trying to end religious persecution around the world and then he finishes and says the united states is founded upon the principle that our rights do not come from government they come from God. Uh, this is the first time a president's ever delivered uh, such a, uh, in my opinion, right on speech to the U.N. I'm against the U.N., but I stand for religious rights and the protection thereof and the rejection of persecution. Jim? 
Well, you're right, and I don't recall any president making such a speech to the United Nations. I was gratified to hear about that. It's an interesting comment. If you go back to uh, President Kennedy, however, he made a similar statement about our rights coming from God as opposed to coming from government. And, of course, that was, what, 50-some years ago. So uh, it was maybe a little more acceptable back then. Now, when when Trump says it, it's almost like a revelation to uh, to the uninformed. But, uh, but that certainly was a recognition, even of even of John F. Kennedy when he was president. Well, nowadays uh, that, they want to just ratchet up the impeachment talk. How dare you bring God into this discussion globally? Yeah. Well, I I applaud him for doing it, and. Uh, you know that I don't agree with everything the president does by a long shot, and I have questions about his moorings and his constitutional moorings, but he's certainly right on in this, and I applaud him for what he does right. And uh, this is way overdue. I mean, that's uh, uh, we haven't had any president with the, with the escalating persecution of Christians around the world. Uh, all the all the focus in the major media and at the United Nations is that, uh, you know, we've got to, we can't say anything negative about Islam, that, uh, you know, that's that's the great protected religious class, wherever it may be, whether it be in this country or the UN or around in Great Britain or anywhere around the world. They're, they're a pr- protected religious class that you can't say anything negative against, but Meanwhile, Christians are being persecuted, even murdered, and everything else uh, in many parts of the world. And and uh, our our government is turning a that has in the past has turned a deaf ear. I will say, even during the Bush administration, uh, was not uh, was not given the the level of hearing that it should have been, and certainly not in the in the Obama administration. It was like it didn't ever existed. So I'm I'm really grateful that he's bringing this out because it is it is tragic what's happening around the world in, in terms of Christian persecution. And our prayers are that other leaders listen and a serious effort can be made not just the talk but literally the walk. In other words, I hope that uh, coming out of this becomes a rallying around of Donald Trump and others to really turn this into a reality. And I hope Donald is genuine in this, not just you know pandering to his base. I hope that th- this is real and we can make real progress because I agree with you. This is a serious, serious uh, business. All right, switching gears now. On one hand, we're pleased with Donald that is uh, stepping out boldly, nobly, and independently for religious liberty and religious protection and, and to reject persecutions. That's wonderful. But on the, quote, tariff stage, Donald, in my opinion, made a huge constitutional blunder. Uh, my headline says, shame on Donald, but it Apple secures tariff waiver to stay in Texas. I've got a problem when the lever of government is pulled in the favor of one at the expense of everybody else. So Apple gets a special privilege at the trough of the tariff uh, game there. Jim? Yeah, and I... I didn't pick up on that. So 
how do, where do, where do they get the waiver from? What's it? What do they waiver? Well, Donald's from? giving a waiver so that they can import certain parts with no tariffs. Everybody else has to pay tariffs. Uh, okay. And they're going to stay right. in Texas, and they're going to build some um, uh, Apple computers in Texas or whatever. And uh, as a result of all this and everything else, and I don't have any problem with lowering tariffs. I don't have any problem with uh, you know but, no, I, I being agree. fair in the trade instead of free trade. I don't have any problem with that. My problem is giving one company a special privilege above the rest. Well, there's no constitutional authority for that. That's right. I mean, I, I I fully agree with you there. I believe it should be applied across the board. I don't believe whether I don't care whether it's General Motors or Apple or Microsoft or whoever it may be. Uh, there should not be exceptions to the rule of law carved out for one particular company or even an industry. I mean, it's just uh, that's. Uh, uh, that's not the function of government, and that doesn't provide the level playing field that the government is supposed to apply when it comes to laws and regulations. Now, I did mention that why would you know Apple be wanting to leave Texas uh, in the first place or go overseas in the first place? And I think that's the key to the solution. So we don't want to pull the lever uh, in favor of one at the expense of the many. I don't believe there's constitutional authority for that, but I do believe we could find out, hey, is there too many regulations in America? Is there too much taxation? And we can work across the board to make uh, to create more favorable conditions for everyone. I support that completely, Jim. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's that's the case where the rising tide uh, lifts all boats. I mean, it's uh, uh, whatever benefit or whatever policies are put in place or or uh, benefit everybody equally, or harm everybody equally, depending on what the case might be. But uh, no, not not selective benefits. That's, uh, I hate to use the word democratic, but it's undemocratic. It's, it's not... Um, it's not consistent with our Constitution and our republic. Well, there is an element of democratic uh, capabilities within our system. We do have a, a pieces of a democracy. We are not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Uh, in fact, we're 50 constitutional republics. But we, we do have some democratic principles that are part of the genius of America. That's for Absolutely. sure. And we're not undermining that at all or, or suggesting that's not true. We just want to make sure that it's not um, manipulated to, to be false. Uh, but look, the founding fathers never intended direct taxation on the people. Okay, so it was always intended to be indirect. And that also means no favoritism directly. So you give a direct non-tax to a company, that's on the other side of the coin, as direct as it gets. The founding fathers didn't want taxation or special privilege in a direct way either. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you Stated that way, it's interesting that Patrick Henry and his foresight said that the in order for a federal union to work, the uh, the states had to retain the power of the purse, and it goes along with what you're saying about their in, indirect taxation. The, uh, the taxation should be uh, the power of the purse should be, re, remain with the states rather than with the federal government, and a lot of these problems would be avoided. All right, amen to that. We're done beating up on the Donald over it, but I had to highlight that from a constitutional perspective, especially when we have a constitutional attorney on representing the party of integrity, liberty, and prosperity. ConstitutionParty.com, Sam, Kurt, Jim back in seconds on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. 
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that will preserve the vanishing resource of the American cowboy. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery that celebrates our history, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. You can order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. All right, you got Jim Clymer, well-known constitutional attorney on the line. ConstitutionParty.com. Incredible website, one of the greatest parties ever. You know, I'm not normally for parties, ladies and gentlemen, but in order to play in politics, they've forced you to be part of a party, haven't they? Anyway, we deal with the landscape we're in. We teach to the ideal. The Founding Fathers warned against parties. But we live in the real and know that if you want to have any chance at electing your people, right now it takes a party to do so. But I want the party of integrity, liberty, and prosperity, constitutionparty.com. All right, Kurt's got an interesting twist for the attorney. Kurt? That's right. Uh, You know, the uh, headline from Newsbusters is Facebook admits it is a publisher, comma, not a free speech platform. That's important because publishers are not protected from lawsuits. What do you say to that, Jim? Yeah, I think it's an interesting insight. I I wonder why they made that admission, because I thought that they always uh, wanted to take the other position so that uh, they could be protected. So I say bring them on. Well, let me tell you why this is so important, Okay. Because new news just came out about Facebook. Headline says this. Facebook probe leads to big change. The company is suspending tens of thousands of apps. All right. Why? Looks like Facebook is cleaning house. Tens of thousands of apps. Why? Because the apps inappropriately and illegally shared data. 
Facebook said on Friday that it suspended tens of thousands of applications for, quote, improperly sucking up users' personal information and other transactional data. Anyway, it's a tacit admission that the scale of their violation of privacy rights is much bigger than they had once admitted. Are they in big trouble here, or are they just going to get off scot-free, Jim? I can't believe they're going to get in too much trouble. <laughs> they, uh, uh, they seem to be able to curry favoritism one way or the other, from the government, from the uh, judicial system, whoever may be involved. Uh, color me skeptical. Just a little bit like the the indictments that they keep talking about that are coming from the crooks left over from the Obama administration. It just doesn't seem to happen. So uh, I sort of believe that I'll I take the position I'll believe it when I see it coming to pass, but I'm not going to be counting on it beforehand. Now, what I find fascinating about this is that I don't know how much study you've done about this, uh, Jim, but I don't know if you know this. The CIA, the FBI, the Justice Department, the military, the Pentagon, they have all, for literally since about the 1940s, they have built these big behemoth organizations and funded them and organized them. And the triad is, quote, big corporate business in bed with universities, in bed with the military, the Justice Department, the FBI and the CIA. They have built all these companies now that we're complaining about. Are you aware of all that? Uh, I No, I can't say that I am. Uh, you're saying they built... Uh, like what? Like Facebook? Well, first off, they built the Internet. Secondly, they funded Facebook and Twitter and all these big companies that we're talking about. Every one of them has no. funding from government uh, black op okay. money and military money. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I've, I've heard rumors of that. I haven't researched it specifically. But, uh, and, and I can't help but think that there's, that's by design because they intend to reap the benefits or, or gather the information that's collected by these organizations. All right. And so all kinds of ways this happens. It's very com, uh, complex. In other words, uh, they've tried to hide their tracks for some time. So you've got to um, study about it to really understand how complex it is. But I'll give you another example. A story just broke in the news today, or, or a couple of days ago, I guess I got this piece. Headline says this, FBI reached deep for data and in secret. The FBI reached deep for data and in secret. Yeah. Okay. So they've been doing this for a long time. They used secret subpoenas to obtain data from far more companies than previously disclosed it's now coming out. Now, they do it through Kansas University, the University of Alabama, because of their role in providing, quote, Internet services. Well, the government, I don't know if you know, but the military built the Internet in the first place, right? So I've heard, yes. Not to mention Google, Facebook, Verizon, all the phone carriers. Those instructions have left, well... They got to evaluate the details, and they're coming out and saying, "Hey, um, the FBI did all this." 
the federal government has argued that the secrecy is necessary to avoid scrutiny. Um, They don't want to alert targets. They say giving what would be terrorists clues about how the government conducts its surveillance. They also say that it might hurt diplomatic relations. But it turns out the gag orders violated First Amendment rights, according to the courts. Congress enacted more requirements to try to stop it. Anyway, it goes on. But I'm telling you, there is a big, huge. Oh, what do you want to call it to do about this that no one's talking about, Jim? Well, I think it's uh, just the continuation of the invasion of privacy that is happening in this country. And I think it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment and. Uh, I, you know, Congress should certainly be doing something to put some curbs on that. I, it's uh, you know, what they do in the name of national security or uh, national police force or whatever is uh, it, it's it's approaching the atrocious. I and I think it should be a great concern to every liberty-minding American. What do you think we can do about it? I think Congress needs to uh, take its role uh, and, and do what it needs to do. I mean, that's uh, uh, the, the, the branch of government that was intended to be the most powerful was one that's ending up being the weakest. And you have the judiciary and the executive branch that are um, you know, uh, accruing more and more power to themselves, where... At the, at, the, at the same time, the Congress is getting weaker and more ineffective. The, uh, and that's what happens. I mean, we could look at this problem in a number of different ways, but but certainly what happens when you have government getting so large and so much of it being run by bureaucrats and by agencies and by delegated authority – and by regulations promoted by or promulgated by these uh, agencies, so you have it out of the control. It's too it's too monolithic for Congress to effectively rein in. And I think that's what you're happening. What you see happening with uh, Department of Justice, you see it happening with uh, many other agencies that. Uh, that are out there, and Congress needs to reassert itself and and start bringing them in or doing away with a bunch of them. That's the biggest problem that I see. Do you want to add to this, Kurt, from your piece here? Mm, I don't see there's more to add, Sam. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, just to give you guys the reference point that I'm talking about, James Corbett, has episode 359, The Secrets of Silicon Valley, What Big Tech Isn't Telling You. This is huge because it highlights all this. What Big Tech does not want you to know. Um, Very serious. And they document it all. Joel Skousen, World Affairs Brief, documents a lot of what James worked on as well. So you've got uh, but the big tech billionaires and their shadowy backers. The Corbett report uh, is what documents uh, uh, is the best expose, if you will, that puts this all together, uh, Jim. It's how Big Brother seeded the big tech 
revolution. And uh, government behind the scenes did all this. So the problem is Congress is flat out too ignorant of what's even happened. You need to correct me on something here. I thought uh, Al Gore invented the Internet. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. The secrets of Silicon Valley. What big tech doesn't want you to know, James Corbett. Just thought I'd document that so people aren't thinking I'm crazy, okay? Yeah, check it out. See what you think. Crazy stuff. All right. Jim Clymer with us. ConstitutionParty.com. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. House Democrats are to talk about impeachment and congressional investigations of President Trump when they gather later today for what's being called a members-only caucus meeting. In a letter on Sunday, Speaker Nancy Pelosi hinted the administration's refusal to give Congress an intelligence community whistleblower's complaint about possible presidential misconduct could shift their strategy. And Democratic Congressman Joaquin Castro of Texas says it should. If you do nothing, you are normalizing his behavior, you're encouraging him to continue doing things like this, and you're encouraging future presidents to take the same liberties and abuse power. President Trump is to address the United Nations General Assembly this morning. He says he'll be talking about growing tensions with Iran and will be discussing aggressive U.S. sanctions that he says are putting great pressure on the Tehran government. And this is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaruth, the capitalist evangelist. I'm here to introduce you to a special company with the potential to be one of the great all-American stories. Fortum Resources is a publicly traded, diversified, natural resource company with oil, gas, and mining properties in North America and internationally. Fortum is led by Chairman Mark Bruner, the legendary oil man who builds ultra-petroleum from a 15-cent stock to $200 per share, creating $15 billion in shareholder profits. Mark has 30 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, overseeing contracts with Halliburton, ExxonMobil, and Hess. Fordham has over 350,000 acres of oil and gas resources, and more than half the acreage has been evaluated by world-renowned auditors Deloitte Touche. Fordham also owns the rights to the 180-square-mile City of Gold mining property. Fordham is traded on two global exchanges, U.S. ticker symbol FTMR. Repeat, FTMR. This is a rare ground floor opportunity. To capitalize on a proven energy industry legend, please visit FordhamResources.com. That's Fordham, F-O-R-T-E-M, Resources.com. Puerto Rico shaken last night by a magnitude 6.0 earthquake, but no major damage has been reported. Now Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands are bracing for a visit from Tropical Storm Karen. Eric Blake is with the National Hurricane Forecasting Center. We expect um, Karen to pass near over Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands later today. Um, but the main threat with Karen is extremely heavy rainfall. Uh, rainfall accumulations of 2 to 4 inches of isolated totals of 8 inches are possible in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. Meanwhile, insurance companies say over 10,000 claims for vehicle flood damage had been filed as of yesterday as a result of Imelda's trek through Texas. FEMA's National Flood Insurance Program does provide coverage for flood damage to homes and businesses. Private auto insurance covers the cost of damage to flooded cars and trucks. Volunteers working today to get people registered to vote as it's National Voter Registration Day. And this is USA Radio News. 
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, Facebook might be getting sued. They literally had tens of thousands of apps that got suspended for improperly sucking up personal information, sharing it with people and everything else. Facebook admits it's a publisher, not necessarily a free speech platform. That opens them up to big lawsuits. But ladies and gentlemen, the FBI in bed with a lot of these tech companies, the FBI reached deep for data and in secret got caught. Now we're talking about the secrets of Silicon Valley. What big tech doesn't want you to know, James Corbett. You want to know where to watch that video and get caught up on that? CorbettReport.com. C-O-R-B-E-T-T. Report.com. CorbettReport.com. I'm telling you, it is startling of how well the documentation uh, is put together from James Corbett and others on this uh, big scandal. They talk about DARPA. They talk about the funding. They talk about time. They talk about place. They talk about the university. They talk about how it all happened. And it's really the universities all in bed with big tech, all in bed with black op money uh, and, and, and private money where the government sets all this up and uh, doesn't want you to know uh, exactly what's going on. Uh, for example, I don't know if you know what InQtel is. Uh, but uh, that is a company, I-N-Q, I got to look it up, T-E-L, anyway, InQtel, uh, that is part of the business side of this. It's a government-ran corporation. Bridging technology, venture, and intelligence is what InQtel says about itself. I-N-Q-T-E-L. Uh, anyway, disaster when government literally creates these behemoths. And then sadly, we're kind of wondering how we're going to get government to solve the problem. It's like the Hegelian dialectic. Government creates the problem. And then, hey, when people find no way out, they go, well, the government can fix it for you, Jim. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. The... Um it's it's an ongoing threat. It's an ongoing uh, concern, and uh, it's a, another example of government getting too big and too intrusive and being involved in too many things that uh, that take away the rights of of citizens. But if you don't believe me on this, ladies and gentlemen, type in i n dash q dash t e l. Go research what that corporation is, and then go look at James Corbett. Corbett's report on this and then understanding that the FBI just got caught digging deep. The FBI digging deep. So all these apps on Facebook, 10,000 plus get suspended, but the FBI reached deep for data and in secret and got caught in the courts. Now you got the secrets of Silicon Valley. Now you got this InQtel Corp doing all this stuff. Um, The dots are getting easier and easier as folks put this all together to understand what on earth has happened. Uh, and his behemoth tech um, absolutely abusing the people. All right, Kurt wants to change subjects. He wants to talk about the madness on California campuses. And boy, is it crazy down there, man. I'm telling you what. Woo. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sam. I mean, uh, hmm. madness on California campuses. Uh, you know, I think it's 
seems like there's madness everywhere down there in California, but uh, I guess there's some place with still a little sanity. What do you think? Um, in this piece, uh, Barbara Simpson uh, writes this, uh, and uh, basically she offers an ultimate advice for unwanted pregnancies. Um, and, you know, she goes through and tells about how these abortion advocates, you know, they want to have all these uh services they call them for free and all that kind of stuff but way at the end of her article um she points out you know uh she says uh all of this brings to mind a solution to unwanted pregnancies that a four fellow talk show host told me about years ago he said it all comes down to a dime if a woman puts a dime between her knees and keeps it there she'll never get pregnant she says, crude and funny and accurate. Say this one more time, Kurt. Well, he, she finishes her article. It's very lengthy. No, no, no. And Say this part reading. again you just said. You gotta. Well, she says, all of this brings to mind a solution to unwanted pregnancies that a fellow talk show host told me about years ago. He said it all comes down to a dime. If a woman puts a dime between her knees and keeps it there, she'll never get pregnant. Crude and funny and accurate. But says. I would like to say it a little bit different. Uh, because that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, maybe it's a joke and I, I understand all that. But I want to highlight something I think more important. If you teach women, girls, whatever, ladies, whatever you want to, okay, females. I don't know what word I'm allowed to use these days, you know. But if you teach them and you teach the counterpart Men, boys, you know, whatever you want to say. Males, if you teach both of the sexes that procreation is a sacred power, and this sacred power is given to us by a God Almighty who loves us and who wants us to use that sacred power um, within certain guidelines, that is within a marriage, legally and lawfully between one man and one woman. And within that marriage, this sacred power is to bring children, God's children to the earth, to give them a mortal body and to allow them, the parents, meaning those two, to raise that child and teach that child the same principles that God lives, that he loves us, that he has a moral code. And this sacred power is at the center of that moral code. And that, hey, sex is a wonderful thing, but only to be employed within that sacred marriage covenant and other than that it is it is uh, irresponsible it's like fire out of the fireplace uh, you know and we were to teach males and females this and teach the males that you must treasure women and treat them and their virtue respectfully um, and, and, and with honor and teach women that that's something that that is is sacred uh, and and if we were to teach these principles what would it be like Jim am I crazy I mean I appreciate the joke ha <laughs> ha and he's right, factually speaking, but it isn't the core that will change lives. It isn't the fundamental reality that will that will help people understand this sacred responsibility and the agency that can either bless lives or destroy lives that goes along with it. So I would like to elevate the discussion is the point. And, and, and you're exactly right, Sam. Um, I mean, that is the emphasis. And yeah... <laughs> I agree. It's we've heard similar funny jokes like that over the years, and and uh, it's sort of making light of the subject. But but uh, it's not that I, funny. 
I agree with Kurt, and I didn't have him repeat it because I want to delve into the salacious. I want to highlight the difference yeah. of what we're delivering for a reason. And you're exactly right. That should be the emphasis. That absolutely should be the emphasis, and that's what has lost. That's what has been lost in our culture today. If he loves you, if she loves you, you will find a way to bridle your passions. You will find a way to honor God's laws. And if you really care about each other, you will do what needs to be done to get God's stamp of approval on your relationship. And I I think this is a fundamental understanding. And so I wanted to highlight that, not because I really want to repeat that as much as I want to highlight the contrast. I don't know uh, hardly anybody in society that's teaching what we just talked about. There might be a few churches, but I don't see it in the mainstream, in public, anywhere. Really, even in the, quote, conservative talkers, I don't hear it, Jim. But if we're going to save America, if we're going to change America, if we're going to receive the blessings of the Almighty, I'm telling you, this is where it starts. You're right. I, uh, you're absolutely right. And. That's just one segment of the whole cultural shift that we've seen in our society today that um, is forgetting where where this where our society generally is forgetting those uh, uh, bedrock principles of morality and integrity and and uh, biblical principles that this country I think was founded upon, which this country uh, embodied and promoted for the first couple hundred years of its uh, existence, but has is rapidly losing. All right. Well, I'm talking about that reality and not making fun of such a sacred uh, issue as the procreative power that God gave men and women to partner with him in the bringing of his spirits to the earth. Okay. The, the madness on the latest California campuses cannot be, uh, underestimated, Kurt. I mean, this is serious. The article goes on and talks about how they're literally peddling abortion, setting these abortions right near campuses. What the average one's like just a couple of miles from the campuses. And they're strategically putting this in black communities, poor communities, college communities, um, in an effort literally to just, just perpetuate this culture of illicit sex followed by murder. Jim? Yeah. Well, isn't that what it is? They're promoting abortion. They are promoting murder, my view. Yeah, just leave it to Sam Bushman to not be chicken to call a spade a spade, huh? All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Kurt's got the rest of the details. Then we got another interesting twist on this. you got drag queens going on, too. Hold on. Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? 
to help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. So, uh, you two are real actors, huh? Well, I was an extra on a soap opera for three years. And I'm best known for starring in cat food commercials. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to play our parents for how long? Oh, just during dinner for the next few years, probably until you're both off to college. Your real parents will be back every night at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Hey, your dad's busy. He's got work, softball, client yeah. functions. Yeah, and your mom, she's got the literary club and play rehearsals. So. Uh, don't you worry. They'll be back on time. Otherwise, we get time, time and, and a half. half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, according to the script, we're supposed to ask you how your day was. Yes. Um, okay, I guess. Ooh, is that the best you can do? I think I want my real parents. I don't see that in the script. No ad-libbing, please. There's no substitute for a loving parent. And when you're really there, you'll know how much you care. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, we talked the late, about the latest madness on California government school campuses. I mean, it's out of control. But it gets worse. The Hartford Public Library in the mix now, Kurt. Now over there in Connecticut. Well, Sam, right? you know, I just can't... Uh, <laughs> believe what's going on here but uh yeah the basically what you're talking about when i was a kid a drag uh i don't know drag was like a dragster or or that's kind of a drag you know was that but now a drag queen is uh well anyway the headline reads drag queen story hour for young children celebrated as, as part of LGBTQ Big Read event. Now, I'm kind of wondering if they didn't have this back in Sodom and Gomorrah's time, but uh, Hartford Library CEO Bridget Quinn told the Hartford Current she's prepared for any protests against the event. I don't anticipate a major response, she said. Hartford is pretty open-minded. I would add, I guess, kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and uh, she said, we've had a few people express concern, but we tell them that this is a way to engage kids in reading. Uh, it's fun. It's a way to expose them to different cultures and lifestyles. You know what they call uh, this thing, Kurt? The big read. I call this uh, sin, Sam. The but big anyway, perversion? Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, I guess the American Library Association's all for it. Uh, they encourage drag queen, drag queen story hour events. Uh, this is what your tax dollars go to, as far as I know, when you support your um, local libraries, I guess. Um, the American Library Association, through its actions and those of its members, is instrumental um, in creating a more equitable diverse and inclusive society their statement reads this includes a commitment to combating marginalization and underrepresentation within the communities served by libraries through increased understanding of the effects of historical 
exclusion. Now, I want to add, Sam, um, did you hear about the American Library Association inviting pastors to uh, libraries? Say that again? Yeah, it was. It, it didn't happen, Sam. Oh. But uh, you I was going to say, they, are you uh, serious? They would. They, they would never do that. You got to hope, Jim. You got to like, hope. Yeah, good point. Mm. All right, what wow. do you say to this, Jim? How do we stop these taxpayer-funded uh, drag queen hours going on in government libraries? Well, I think we need to take the same tactic that uh, uh, that the let's see some of those other organizations the ACLU and some of the other organizations are taking and and start suing them for for establishment of religion because they're using our tax dollars to promote uh, a specific religion which uh, that's really what it amounts to it's a religious belief that they're promoting and they're doing with our tax dollars that's one thing we ought to be doing. Yes, be we should. Doing other things, too. Of course, there should be our, our representatives in Congress and in the state legislatures that that hold the purse for this type of activity should be should be uh, lobbied, should be told to cut this out. That that's uh, it's a totally improper use of taxpayer funds. Hey, will you go ahead and arrest Casio Cortez for us, Jim? <laughs> Would I arrest her? Yeah, she needs to be arrested, sir. You want to know why? Kurt's why? got the tails. Well, she's not paying her taxes, um, you know, uh, Jim. And uh, the headline reads, Ocasio-Cortez still hasn't paid her delinquent taxes six months after the staff promised to address the overdue tax bill. Well, you know. Now, hold on, Kurt. I, I never let it get past to my staff. They never let me do that. They're like, no, you're responsible. No yeah, staff for right. you, buddy. World Net Daily's got this piece, but uh, you won't see this, um, well, hardly anywhere else, I don't think, will you? It's a few places, but see, she's not paying her taxes, Jim. What do we do? Hey, she should be treated like any other scofflaw that doesn't pay her taxes. and should be arrested, as you said. You know what I think we ought to do? Uh, rather than trying to penalize her for taxes, I think we ought to use it as the excuse to say this is a broad issue, nonpartisan, and uh, the IRS is unconstitutional, and it's been attacking from people all the way from Donald to Ocasio-Cortez. So no one's exempt. Uh, and, Donald, you got to do something about it. Congress, you got to do something about it. We've got to stop these abuses and stop them now and then see what Ocasio-Cortez has to say. By abolishing the IRS. Yeah. Getting out of it all together. Well, it hey, will help you get out of this, Acacia Cortez. We we feel your pain, sister, and we want to help. We realize what an abuse this is for everybody, by golly. And, you know, we're ready to go to work. What do you think? That's a better solution. Yeah, I like it. Because I get. I get that, it, you know, our first glance is to say, hey, she should toe the line like everybody else, and I concur. But at the same time, I really feel like, hey, if it was one of my friends being abused by an unconstitutional behemoth, what would I say? So what if it's not really one of my friends or somebody who I don't really believe is my friend? Does it apply to them, too? And the answer is, of course. So therefore, I got to stand up to try to help Acacia get out of Dodge with the unconstitutional government thugs. 
Pardon? By the way, just so you know, it's a uh, it's a New York State tax, and it was from 2012. I but mean, it's income or what? 2019. Uh, no, well, in New York, they got quite a few different ones. Uh, apparently, businesses, unpaid taxes, uh, and uh, this tax warrant uh, for sixteen hundred eighteen dollars and thirty six cents. Uh, like if I had one from, say, the IRS from back in 2012, that thing it had gone to 16000 by now. Um, it just, you know, kind of triples and quadruples, but not for Ocasio-Cortez, you know what I mean? Anyway, I appreciate the effort there by, uh, you know, Ocasio-Cortez to uh, avoid paying an unconstitutional or an abusive tax. I don't like a lot of these business taxes that are going on either because they're direct, Jim. Well, yeah, but uh, so we were off base a little bit there. It sounds like that was a New York state tax, uh, nothing to do with the federal government. And, and but but your point is still well taken. It's uh, uh, there should be no basis for a direct tax by the federal government. And of course, the Constitution Party has been promoting that from its inception. Has been promoting that that the federal government should be funded by. Um, a state rate tax where the states collect the tax. And like an apportionment goes, tax, right? Yeah. And that goes back to the principle that uh, Patrick Henry expounded so well, that uh, the states need to hold the power of the purse, the purse and the sword. And that was, that's what will keep the federal government in check. And we've gotten so far away from that, it's pathetic. But uh, you know, there are a lot of state taxes that are abusive also, and they should be fought at the state level. But, uh, you know, the important thing is, uh, whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent, it should be equally applied. It should not be selectively applied. And, and that's that's what has happened with the tax code. It's not uh, equally applied. It's It's been used to uh, go after political enemies. It's been used to uh, punish people for things that they can't get them for otherwise they can't convict them for uh, you know the other crimes that perhaps they've committed so they use the tax laws to uh, to go after them it's it's uh, uh, really an abuse of power by the federal government and uh, should be unconstitutional there you have it Kurt anything else on this one nope all right. Well, there's a lot to cover in the news. Kurt just sent me like 300 stories. Major anti-LBGQT donor gives massive donation to uh, Republican delegates, Kurt? Well, yeah, there's, a, you know, something called the, I don't know, there's uh, the left uh, and the right, you know, they each have their different, um, uh, I guess you could say, publishing things and this one says a right-wing mega donor tries to buy virginia legislative seat with 500 grand it just shows you how there's a lot of money in politics it's just not if you're the right kind of politics like the constitution party i don't think there's uh, that kind of stuff in there uh, the thing called the blue virginia says uh, major anti-lgbtq donor gives massive donation to VA or Virginia Republican delegate. Uh, you haven't gotten a $500,000 contribution lately, have you, Jim? No, we haven't. Uh, 
We're, Missed we're, out on we'd that. Like to. <laughs> yeah. And Stephanie Grisham's in the news, Kurt. Let's see, Stephanie. She's the Grisham, White House everybody. lady that's not going to do the press, uh, you know, oh, events yeah, anymore yeah. and stuff uh, like that. Well, you know, I mean, and I think she's right because he basically says, "Hey, um, you know, it's just a wasted time, um, and all these uh, reporters are just trying to get, uh, you know, be famous, uh, that get their moment in the sun. So it's a waste of time to have these uh, White House." press conferences uh, uh she calls them fame hungry reporters and i gotta agree don't you think what do you think jim i'm not familiar with the story <laughs> so, I'm not so sure what the, the bottom line is they're trying to say hey you the mainstream press is trying to say you got to do press briefings donald with your press secretary and the press secretary and donald are saying you um, reporters are just using this to get famous we're not doing it anymore we communicate with the public plenty as it is and we don't need the press briefings Oh, I love it. No, I mean, <laughs> there's nobody in my lifetime who's handled the, the major leftist media as well as uh, Trump does. I, I will say that. And, you know, his people talk about his tweets and, you know, maybe some of them I think are, are inappropriate. But I'll tell you what, he has found a way to get around the uh, the, the the censors of of uh, public dissent, uh, dissemination, so that uh, uh, he found a way to to get around them and get his message directly to the American people, and I I think it's great. And Amen why, to that. Why cater, why cater to those guys? And by the way, Franklin Graham wraps it up nicely, huh, Kurt? Well, yeah, he basically says, uh, get over it. Um you know, to, uh, to uh, all the anti-Trump guys, and I think that's uh, pretty good stuff. Yeah, they use Don't the word you? haters in the headline, though, Kurt. Well, yeah, good point. Uh, Trump, Trump haters, you know. And that's what it. they are. Let's face it, that's well, what they yeah. are. Because you and I disagree with Donald on many things, but we're polite about our disagreements. We highlight why we disagree and how we would like to see things go. These people aren't providing solutions or, or an appropriate discussion uh, at all. They're just providing... An escalation that I think leads to no good. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And Thank Franklin you. Graham is a you know a religious gentleman who's you know being involved in the you know day to day things. That's good process, stuff for sure. All right. Thank you, Jim Clymer. Thank you, Jim Clymer. ConstitutionParty.com doing a phenomenal job as always. We appreciate him. For Sam and Kurt and Jim, we declare we the people. Along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic, but you got to get involved. ConstitutionParty.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mm-hmm.